0: You are now listening to the Think180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois.
1: Hello and welcome. Please stand stand by.
0: On everybody, it's Chris and Kyle. It's the Think180 Podcast. Day after Christmas, 2020.
1: Christmas hangover officially <sighs> here. Not even kidding. And I didn't even drink yesterday. Right? Just, just all the hustle and bustle of it all.
0: So glad that I'm honestly I'm this year, I'm glad Christmas is over. <laughs> right. I walked into the shop this morning with my coffee in one hand, my, my backpack in the other. I literally walked in the door, grabbed the two poinsettias and the garland from the front desk, and walked straight out to the trash can. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I mean, I love Christmas, but yeah. th- this year it was really weird. I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way, but uh, we're happy that you're all joining us. We're recording this on 12 26, 2020. But uh, wanted to thank everybody who listens and shares this with friends. The word out there since we're back doing this bad boy again regularly now that we've gotten through what I hope is like the ugliest part of COVID and we're kinda coming to vaccine. We'll talk about that in a little bit.
1: It's good to be back doing this again. <laughs> How's your Christmas? It was good, man. It was nice and quiet. Yeah. You know, it's weird, like I'm not I'm not an introvert at heart, but man, I just you know, I am kind of a time to time I can be a homebody and this is something yeah. that's definitely blessed, you know, nine oh well, let's see what are we at here last nine months ten months have really brought the inner home body out in me you know it's <laughs> like yes i can just stay home again I
0: wish i could say that because i hate just sitting yeah i start losing i took in fact i took um monday through yesterday off so Oh really? five i've never really taken five days off unless i was up in the hospital or something mm-hmm. but it was nice to get a break and just spend the week with lisa and the kids and Kind of chill and reflect on you know 2020 we laugh we joke about it mm-hmm. it's been a dumpster fire but you know what there's been some pretty cool stuff that came out of it too and oh totally i think you know one of the the coolest things to come out of it is it just taught us how to spend time with each other in ways where we don't have to be entertained right. that was my thing for a long right. time like I wanted to be entertained and mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to just get in the car and go drive with my wife or my kid you know, or just hang out at home and, you know, play games and hang out. But right. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a complete extrovert and you know, the thing with 2020 that has been so hard is for me, no church. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, I go to church up at, at Lake Zurich at uh, the hope collective and it's, you know, an hour and 15 minutes away from here. And every Sunday morning, I look I so look forward to going and seeing those friends that I don't really see during right the week, um, unless they're here for a tattoo, but it, uh, it's been tough, a tough, not having that for me, mm-hmm. you know, and also some of the changes that we've had to make here, you know, we can only do, you know, one client and then one person with them. Yeah. There were times where we'd have like 10, 15 people in here. If somebody right. was getting a tattoo, and we'd you know, make a, a fun night of it or whatever. Right? Yeah, 2020 has just taught us. I think if it's taught us anything, if it's taught me anything, it's taught me that the little things are what's really important, the simple times, and it's not always the, the craziness that I used to thrive on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's weird for us too, for the two of us, because our kids are such different ages. Like mine are, you know... Twenty two, eighteen, 18 and almost 16 and you you have little kids yeah so. five
1: and three it's just barely three
0: <laughs> you know for us for christmas it's that that magic kind of stuff of you know oh i want to do this for the kids it'll be a surprise it'll be fun that goes away when they hit about 14 15 yeah. <laughs> and they're like very specific and my kids don't ask for a lot which mm-hmm. is a blessing too, you know they're not like one of these i need a new xbox and these 10 games kind of kids at <laughs> right. all. um they keep it pretty simple uh,
1: i it's... did ask my mom where my new xbox or playstation was on <laughs> christmas <laughs> eve completely joking you know it's like i'm really disappointed i said i'd really you know where's I was like mom where's my xbox where's my new playstation <laughs> how old are you oh <laughs> uh, just two days ago
0: It's <laughs> uh, funny
1: they found it pretty funny
0: yeah, ooh. I like I don't get it. Like I I play video games a great while. I'm not a big, but yeah, I mean, I I think one of the things that I saw during Christmas season that everybody saw too that we see every year, depending on what the toy is, was you know people getting their hands on a five hundred and fifty dollar Xbox series x the new one mm-hmm. and then selling them on facebook marketplace for like Jeez, a thousand dude. bucks yeah. you know and then getting insulted when people lit them up for right. it uh I, just, I have no time for the the commercial oh, side of funny imagine i was
1: looking yesterday not to go off on the tangent but i was looking at that the other day just curious i was like i wonder if people are actually trying to sell them still on, on oh yeah facebook and there's a couple in the round here, Plainfield, go like $700. One yep. was like $650. I'm like, I was like, it's, I was like, man, this is probably, I was expecting $1,000, $12,000. And yep. I was like, that's kind of reasonable. You know, it's like a $200 markup. It's not terrible, you know? Yeah. But still, I mean, service fee. Someone, right? <laughs> so, you know, some kid or some, any person, myself, could have been enjoying it, you know, sure. as it was made for, to be enjoyed, but whatever, you know, no, no big deal, no big deal.
0: Well, the way I see it, it'll take them a year to fix all the glitches Yeah. anyway, so... Yeah,
1: yeah. I was in no big hurry. I, I was thinking about, again, not to go off on a tangent, but I know a lot of other people are, are thinking about pre-ordering, but th- there still isn't any, like, new hot games yet no. either for either system, so it's like, there's like two, three new, yeah. like, actual dedicated games. It's like, right. yeah, I'll wait. No big rush anyway. Yeah. Got a baby to to prepare for anyway so I,
0: yeah no doubt you got bigger fish to find <laughs> right. right now <laughs> i think if i was into gaming more like i i'll play you know nhl or madden with tyler once mm-hmm. in a while but right. very once in a great while kind of thing right. i think if i was going to get into gaming it'd be more like the virtual reality headset kind yeah, of stuff Oc- that stuff's yeah. pretty cool
1: oculus uh quests the second one they came out with i had the first one they came out with a couple of years ago and i loved it. I just I thought the, like the quality of like the actual uh, lens that you look through was yeah. kind of had a slight grain to it. It's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but this new one that just came out a couple of months ago, which you can't find anywhere, of course. Yeah. It's like completely like they f- fixed that hundred percent and it's way better. Pretty like, cool. God, maybe I, I want to get back into it. I don't know. You yeah. know. It's like, again, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, especially in a pandemic, I'm not buying anything like that. Like mm-hmm. my money goes to rent. Right. Tattoo. Right. And exactly. <laughs> stuff like that. But there, on a side note on that whole VR thing, I, Tyler and I made a last minute run over the Juliet Mall the other day to pick up a couple last mm-hmm. minute little stocking things and stuff. And they have a, a storefront in there where they have these VR headsets set up in, like, dedicated spaces. Uh-huh. You can go in and just play them. Oh, really? So like, man, that's pretty sick. I'd try nice. that. Yeah. But uh, another day, we'll go down there and give that a shot, I think, after. It's, it's
1: a lot of fun. You get to work with some of them, too. You get a little workout because oh, you're yeah. on your feet. I mean, and a lot of the ones that I played, like, they would also allow you to, like, sit or stand or ask you. Mm-hmm. And you set your boundaries with the new ones, that, virtually, which is super cool. Yeah. I <laughs> like this weird, like, Force field around you yeah but that way it knows like you can go around like the furniture and if you get too close yeah see i would trip over a coffee you know. table or something it, this will prevent that from happening yeah. That's yeah, pretty, It's pretty it's crazy you're giving me too much credit <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd, Maybe. Still, I'd still
0: find a way to break something my <laughs> just arm fall to or the table, table or... like chris farley yeah SNL. seriously seriously so now christmas was cool i love it it's just weird you know like facetiming family and stuff because mm. we were it, it was literally just Lisa and I and the kids. And then Mackenzie's boyfriend, Drew, of course, was there. But, uh, you know, being on FaceTime videos with family and stuff, it's just weird. But you got to do what you got to do. I'm not vaccinated yet. Right. So until that happens, I'm chilling. Um, which leads me to my next topic. <laughs> Something I'm not chilling with is going to uh, Tampa for the uh, Super Bowl. And I guess we don't have to worry about the bears being there so. no, that's all right. <clears throat> Yeah, or the Patriots. So that's good. <laughs> that's also fine. <laughs> it doesn't hurt my feelings, but yeah, so this is, you know, I don't mean to make light cause this is not a, a joke subject. This is a very serious topic that I take very seriously every single year. And a lot of other people um, that work to fight sex trafficking take seriously every year. And that's the super bowl. And, you know, of course, I'm sure, you know, people that have heard about sex trafficking have heard about the Super Bowl. And and what I want to make clear is it's not just the Super Bowl. Um, the Super Bowl is kind of the big one that everybody points to as a big trafficking destination for pimps and traffickers and then their victims and those who buy sex. Because typically, and we've talked about this before, so bear with me if you're if you've been following us for a while. But The reason the Super Bowl and other events like, you know, the Final Four, the Masters, the Kentucky Derby, uh, the reason why trafficking is so prevalent at those events is there's a lot of men with a lot of money and they're there for the weekend with their boys. And, you know, oh, my wife won't find out. And it starts very kind of innocuous. You know, let's go get a good steak dinner and have some drinks. And then they end up at a strip club and then before they know it, they're, doing stuff they can never take back in life mm. and, you know, paying for sex from kids or adults. I don't care how old the victims are. They're victims. Um, a lot of people only focus on, you know, underage kids, which I, I focus on underage kids too, rescuing them too. And but there's adults that are being trafficked. There's boys and girls and men and women, <laughs> every race, ethnicity, socioeconomic barrier, um, that all gets thrown out the window at these big events. So <laughs> I was invited by my friend Cheryl Seke. Um, She's the executive director of an organization called In Our Backyard, great organization um, based out of Oregon that goes out to fight sex trafficking and educate and all kinds of great stuff. I was invited by Cheryl um, and some other federal law enforcement folks to come down to Tampa to do what we do, um to do cover ups, to do removals, to do outreach, looking for kids that are caught up, kids and adults that are caught up in trafficking, um, get the information to federal law enforcement so they can go in and make recoveries if possible. And we see that every Super Bowl, that there's people who are victims that are recovered um alive at the Super Bowl. And that's my biggest goal. <laughs> um I think I've talked about for twenty twenty one we're starting an arm of Inc. 180 that will work with law enforcement locally to help um, track down missing runaway kids. Uh, we've got some software coming in that's going to make that a lot easier um, to do stuff that federal law enforcement or local law enforcement doesn't have access to. Federal oh, does. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, we're paying a lot of money for that licensing, but it's vital <laughs> software. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm very thankful to be able to go down and do that. We need to raise money to do that. Um, the cost of this trip is about $3,000. So if you're listening to this and you'd like to donate to Inc. 180, you can go on the dot 180.com website, and there's a donation button there. Uh, we got a donation. First donation for the Super Bowl outreach came on Christmas Day yesterday. Uh, our friend Greg Hanna donated $250, which is a huge blessing for that so whether it's five dollars or fifty dollars doesn't matter <laughs> it all adds up and helps us get to where we're going mm-hmm. to make help make these recoveries and and you know i've said it a billion times and i'll say it 10 billion more um less than one percent of people who are caught up in trafficking are ever recovered alive and we need to all work together to change that narrative uh, we need to get rid of trafficking anyway, Hmm. but being realistic, we need to find ways to locate and recover those who are being trafficked um, and get them out and get them into safe house situations like Naomi's house or reclaim 13. It'd be awesome. Um, So we're going to be talking about that more as it comes. I'm very thankful it's not in Minneapolis this year (laughs) because if y'all know me, you know that I wear shorts all year. Uh, I live here outside of Chicago and I'll shovel a foot of snow in shorts. Yes, you I don't cover Jesus for anybody. The only time I wear long pants is if you're getting buried or married. <laughs> other than that, or if I'm riding my motorcycle, I wear long pants. But yeah, other than that, <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. So I damn near froze to death in Minneapolis a few years ago. Yeah, so that was, that was, I remember yeah.
1: talking about that. That was brutal.
0: I literally, I, I was so stupid. I can't believe I didn't get frostbite. I'm in Minneapolis downtown 35 below just temperature. That's right. temp not wind chill. Oh my god. Wearing dicky shorts, a hoodie, a t-shirt under my hoodie and then Chuck Taylors with no socks. Dude, Free- I've never been that cold in my life. <laughs> it was my own stupidity, but
1: whatever. Here I am, ready to go down to another Super hey, Bowl. Hey, last time he went, Eagles beat the patriots man <laughs> something to be said there well the
0: funny thing is every time i go to the super bowl people are like oh that's so awesome how'd you get tickets i'm like i'm not going to the game i'm coming home the morning of the game actually i'm there the week before you know um uh, so yeah i'm if, if the raiders or the bears aren't in it i'm not going anyway but uh no not, I, don't, I don't even know we we're kind of talking before when we we're getting everything set up. I don't know if they're going to have fans in
1: attendance or what? Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I imagine that it'll be family, immediate family of some of the players. and I mean yeah. it's uh, I mean Raymond James Stadium isn't a huge stadium by any means.: and either. It's open air too. It's it's o- not it dulled. is open air, right? Which is nice. It's in Florida again. last year it was in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium or yeah. Miami Gardens, I should say. I'm not sure if that's technically Miami or not, but yeah. Um, might be like a suburb of... I don't know. I, I don't either. But, yeah, it's, it's good. It's outside, and they'll still be distancing. They could probably fit... I, don't, I think the NFL still has to work it out, because Florida, the state, you know, the governor, like, pretty much said, no no limits anymore. Yeah, I know. Which, you know, whatever. That's Florida. But uh, and he's just giving the businesses the decision, you know, which I can't argue with that, you know, and to, to regulate it, and their own yeah. patrons and whatnot, so...
0: Well, it's going to be interesting because, you know, usually it's, of course, it's a sold out game. So it means there's a ton more people in the area. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think there's going to be just as many people there, even if they're not physically going to the game, just because yeah. it's a party atmosphere. Right. There's a lot outside the game that goes on that week. Right. I wouldn't
1: be surprised if the NFL has like some official like tailgating yeah. area in the parking lot that's distanced. Yeah, you they'll know? do something. They'll
0: yeah. come up with something, you know but I don't know. Um,
1: I'm excited about it either
0: way. I don't know if we're going to find one person or a hundred people, but as long as it's one, I'm happy. You know, it's anything we can do to, to change that curve. I mean, talking about a curve you want to flatten. Oh my God, man. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying that to, to, uh, pull us away or our, our attention away from COVID. Of course I've had two kids that had it, but, um, and I think it's very serious and we need to be careful. And we're sitting here wearing our masks doing this podcast and mm-hmm. doing the right stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm, I'm like, praying for it. I'm excited about it. And I think some good things are going to come out of it like it always is. Um, because a lot of really good people that do a lot of good work all year long come together and, like, go on pimps, descend upon Tampa because we're going to descend upon Tampa too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> all good stuff. It'll be an
1: interesting crowd.
0: It'll be something. It always is. It's always very interesting. I remember it's a that one story you had from Minneapolis. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, from the John sting? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I, I'll never say I've seen it all, but damn, I've seen a lot, man. Yeah. And you know, it's like God shakes me up every time I go do that. <laughs> and I see something that just, fuels the fire for the rest of the year. So yeah, I'm excited for that to go down. We'll see what happens. Um, stay tuned for more information and also to the Inc. 180 Facebook page, because I'll be posting some videos leading up to it and then from the site too. So <clears throat> um, those of you who follow us or you, you know you've been following us for a while, you know that I kind of don't really like to talk about politics at all unless the microphones are off. Um, I kind of keep my opinions to myself a lot. I was not a big Donald Trump fan, um, of his persona. I love the song cult of personality by living. Color, oh, And awesome. it's pretty fitting. And I'll leave that at that. Cause I know, you know, I know a lot of you were supporters of him and that's your choice. That's your, that's why we live in this country. We have the option to choose who we want and that's great. I said, but, um, this week with this whole stimulus thing coming up, this might be the f- one of the few times I've really agreed with him yeah. on something, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the news came out that we were going to get a second stimulus. Um, and I'm still waiting for my first one, by the way, I never received it and reaching out to the IRS about it, like, what, where's my check? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's coming. It's co- like, dude, that was like six months ago, right? right. So I'm not it holding is, my breath. it's too far off the radar, man. <laughs> I guess, you know, I don't pay them enough. I just pay them what they need. Um, but the thing is, you know, they came out and said, okay, well, we're going to give everybody $600, every adult $600, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, hell, it's better than nothing. You know, I think it's low, but it is better than nothing, you know? (laughs) And it was kind of funny because this was before I knew all the other things that were kind of loaded into that bill too. Like. Uh, just a tremendous amount of money going to foreign countries or regions or whatever. And I don't know what that money is earmarked for. It doesn't really matter, but um, (sighs) I was just like, it's kind of ridiculous. The billions of dollars they wanted to give to these other countries. And I'm like, you know, I think everybody that knows me knows I've got a a very charitable heart, obviously from what I do, Mm -hmm. but dang, like we need to take care of, the country right now mm-hmm. i'm not saying don't take care of those others at all right but man it, it, it seemed like my opinion of it was the stimulus money for americans was like a drop in the bucket compared to all the other money that was earmarked. not only
1: all the other money the part that typically i'm like a lot like you it's better than nothing but when yeah. you stop and look at other countries well-developed countries just like ourselves uh, and how they've handled it yep like australia oh yeah or the uk even yep. the european countries and how they have protected their people yep. the government has stepped in and protected the people financially um it's a drop in the hat ours is a drop in the hat to what they're is. how they're taking care of them and it's like why can't we just at least it's no harm in to to do what they're doing right. or at least take it and make it fit our country our people better you know i don't know why we don't do that and it it drives me nuts that we we have there's a lot of people out there who need to be taken care of
0: big time well we all need the help right now and you know it's interesting because i mean let's be honest trump's what is trump at the core he's a businessman okay um some will agree and disagree on how good he's been at that whatever not my discussion point for right now but um, he's a businessman at heart. And I would have thought that his goal would have been to help businesses, big businesses, small businesses, medium business, whatever. Well, I can tell you as a small business owner, I haven't gotten help for anything. I've had to pay my rent every month because everybody's like, oh, well, they can't evict you right now. Right. But when they lift that order, you have to pay the total amount or get evicted. Mm-hmm. So I've been figuring out how to pay my rent, pay my bills, pay this, that, and the other. Um, <laughs> didn't have access to any of the you know small business loans because it all got distributed to like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and these right. big you know big companies. So.
1: Right. And not to say that those bigger companies don't need help, like, no, you know, not non-corporations, but there are corporations who also need, have needed help, but yeah. that's why there has to be a division between small businesses within a state yeah. and then the larger businesses. And yeah, it just, it seems like they're not getting taken care of.
0: Well, I think the thing that struck me funny about this whole situation was the governor, or the, what was it, the Senate put it together, said every adult will get 600 bucks. And Trump right. was like, no 2000. That's mm-hmm. his, I think his thing now. And, um, the funny thing was a lot of the people <laughs> that I saw complaining that at $600 wasn't enough money were my friends that are Trump supporters mm-hmm. and like vocal Trump supporters, big mm-hmm. time, like flags on the truck kind of shit going on. And they were like, this is nothing, you know? And I, I mean I looked at it and I was like hey 600 bucks is better than a kick in the face you know mm-hmm. like I'll take 600 whatever um, but then I started thinking about that I'm like wait a minute you guys said if Biden gets in office the United States is going to turn into a socialist country and socialist countries hand out money to people Wait, like you're complaining about what you don't want that just got voted in so like it's super confusing right now. Like, <laughs> how do you want it? Right. Which and just, way do um, you want I'm it? sorry, the
1: way he, he's been, at, he's been very the last couple of weeks, he's been extremely erratic in more and more with each passing day. Yeah. And him just coming, like he hadn't talked about it at all. And then all of a sudden he comes out and says, I, you know, we need to get $2,000 per adult. Yeah. You know, and pretty much just kind of throws you know, all the, uh, Republican, uh, Senate members under the bus and puts them in a bad spot. And the, ironically, you know, the other side of the aisle wanted $1,200 per person initially. And you can, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth and it seems like it, you know, it's been a game, unfortunately, oh, yeah. and this, it shouldn't have taken this long to begin with. There should have been an, you know, we should have had another one, uh, you know, right at the end of summer, headed into fall with school and everything. It just seems like that would have been a good time to, before things start closing down, especially in states where we can't stay open outside and do stuff <laughs> outside in the winter.
0: What, you mean you don't to have lunch when it's 12 degrees outside? You don't want
1: to grab a picnic table under an umbrella? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, so it just it kind of seems like this should have happened a, a little while ago. And Oh, yeah, definitely. But like I said, it, it just seemed, when you stop and re- remember that this isn't just, United States issue. This is a global issue global. in every country yep. and look at an, another comparative country and look at how they're dealing with it and how they're helping their people from a financial perspective. It makes you want to cry. Yeah. Cause of how a lot of the things taken care of here.
0: Well, a lot of the ways that would be handled. I, this is what I thought about the other day. So a story came out. I don't know. I think it was like Monday, Sunday or Monday last week about the UK having this mutated version of COVID and they were shutting everything down because they had some, somebody had tested positive for this mutated version of it. Yeah. And my first response is, well, why the hell aren't we shutting down our borders from the UK? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we refusing to let them in? So what we're going right. to, you know, you know, you shut down the border to China real quick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And well, some would say not quick enough, but. Whatever. That's another debate for another day. (laughs) But why aren't we shutting down our travelers from the UK until they find out what the heck's going on with this? but
1: he's leaving it up to certain. End up being certain states certain cities, you know, saying, you know, no, we're not going to allow travel from UK. But doesn't mean they don't fly instead of New York. That they don't. Maybe they just fly into DC. Yeah, and then go to New York or Chicago. You know, it's like, why are you leaving it? You got to stop in and. And say, no, UK travel is completely closed. But yeah. now I think I was reading something yesterday that um, I don't know if it was the country or the airlines were requiring people to test negative. I saw that this morning. Which, again, yeah. it's good they have that in place. What sucks is they may test positive today uh-huh. and then test positive, develop symptoms two days from now, which, again, that's the same with any type of test for any type of true you know even flu tests even test for you know mono or something or strep throat you may test negative today but you yeah. may test you may test positive in a day or two yep. after that so exactly. but you got to have something in place yeah. but the ultimate way cold turkey you know to shut it down you yeah. know stop and how about it's the UK don't let travel out of your country yeah how about that
0: i don't i mean i've been to the uk and it's just a different world it doesn't make it good or bad, but I'm Irish. So you figure that one out. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the, the crown folks, but whatever. Did we talk about the vaccine much last episode?
1: No. Hey, Cause no. I
0: wanted to bring it up. Um, so you guys don't probably know this, but Kyle's wife's a pharmacist. Yes. So she mm-hmm. had to get the training on how to administer the vaccine and all that good stuff. Um, I'm all about this. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people post stuff about how they think that it's a conspiracy and the government's going to put something in it to track us. I'm like, guys, I don't know what kind of weed y'all are smoking, but it must be from California.
1: Watching some terrible B sci-fi movies, man. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. It's nuts, man. Like, you know, I, I saw some great memes come out of it too. Um, People are like, one of them is funny. um If you got your kids listening, put your muffs on them real quick. But basically, it said, wait a minute, you'll take a little blue pill from Pfizer to get an erection, but you won't take a, a vaccine from Pfizer to not die
1: from coronavirus. Right.
0: I was like, that's a valid point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a valid point. Yeah. Um, Not only that, but the stuff you put in your body for different f- foods you eat, man. Oh, my man. gosh, man. I mean, the, if you eat McDonald's, you're okay from the vaccine.
0: Right. Believe me, you're, you're going to be just fine. Right. I mean, how many of you out there have eaten a damn McRib in the
1: last month? <laughs> like, Not I, sir. If you'll
0: no, ingest no. that, you should get the vaccine. I,
1: the, the thing, I think the big thing that a lot of people have that I can see where they're coming from is hey, it, it just happened so fast. Sure, yes, it did. It did. And here's why. Because, because, because I had to. You, you have all these great minds, scientists and doctors working together on one goal. So you're going to. Not only that, the other reason why a, a, reason why a lot of other vaccines take so long to develop initially is because of funding. Mm. Funding, funding, funding. Follow the money yep. in this case. And you'll see that's why a lot of instances, well, it's research for the vaccine or the vaccine creation itself. Or manufacturing the vaccine, it's all about the money. If it's not there, they can't do it, sure. and then it takes a long time to get the capital investments. So, in this sense, our government, the United States, gave two companies billions of dollars yep. to do this. Therefore, yep. and you'll hear doctors and scientists say it actually doesn't take long to create the vaccine. Yeah, if it's the funding those, if you have the means to do and it and the yeah. trials and From a science perspective, from a medical perspective, if you don't have any type of reaction within two, three months after you've had it, there's the likelihood of having any type of severe, long lasting reaction is extremely minimal. So my thing is just talk to your doctor. It's that simple. Talk to your doctor. Yeah. Don't listen to social media. No. Just talk to your doctor.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll go get it. Mm -hmm. Give me an opportunity to get that thing. I'll I'll be first in line, man.
1: But if you don't want it, please just stop spreading misinformation. Please stop talking garbage about it. Just step aside. You get it. You don't like it. You won't get it. Cool. That's fine. Yeah.
0: And then you'll, well, I'm not going to go there. Right. Yeah. Different. I I know a lot of people that are like hardcore anti-vaxxers. Like my kids don't have any vaccines. I'm like, well, I'll pray for (laughs) y'all. Right. (laughs) You know, it, it just, it gets crazy, especially in the Christian community of people yeah. that are like, Oh, I, I have God and that's all I need. I'm like, well, good. Mm-hmm. You can pray to him when your loved ones are on a
1: ventilator right. because
0: I've lost people that I love to COVID. It's like,
1: right. it, they're not coming back. There's a reason why God has given people the ability, the tools to become doctors and be yeah. doctors. And there's a reason for, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it agree. kind of seems like a, you know, I hate to say it's a cop out or it's a, it is an though. excuse, but man, like, no, people, like, there's a reason why we have doctors, like, why we're able to have doctors today. Yep. And
0: thank God for them. I mean, I've got a lot of friends that are uh, doctors and nurses. Of course, from my time in the hospital, I've made a lot of friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of friends there. Um, and, you know, I've got them on social media and they all posted their pictures and videos last last week of getting their vaccine shots and checking in with them through social media the last, you know, since they got it. And they're like, I feel fine. I don't mm-hmm. have any, no side effects. I mean, any drug or any vaccine is going to have side effects for some people. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, like tons of that stuff, right? you know, um, right. but I'm willing to take that opportunity to to get vaccinated if it comes my way or when it comes my way
1: but you will see obviously it's kind of started now but it's only going to gain more momentum each day each week that passes oh yeah there'll be hard messaging out the wazoo it'll be tv radio print digital print it'll be on social media everywhere there'll be different you know outlets working with the government to help promote it the cdc working with the cdc to promote it and doctors themselves working with people in groups to promote it, it's gonna you're gonna see this stuff pick up big time. Yeah, and just you think seeing political ads mm-hmm. leading up to November were bad? Just I mean, you this is gonna be obviously a whole different <laughs> type of scenario, but yeah. you're gonna see the similar uh, frequency, if not more. Yep.
0: I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because obviously right now they're giving it to frontline workers, Mm -hmm. right. And as they should, right. They're at the most risk of course, but, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they open that up to the general public.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Is it going to be people with good insurance? Is it going to be, you know, how is it going to be distributed out to the masses? Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, it's going to be one of those things that we stay tuned. We talk about, in the coming months because mm-hmm. it's going to be a big deal um so we'll see yeah, what happens but
1: not, we've seen nothing like it in our lifetime nope
0: never have and i hope never to again right. so we'll just kind of play it out and see I, you know i'm not i'm not bashing anyone that's against getting it if you don't want to get it don't get it like, yeah you know, i still love you the same it doesn't matter if you right. not, just if, step, step I'm aside just simply saying that given the opportunity i will gladly take that vaccine
1: right Help other people get it, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I come into contact with 10 to 15 people a day just here in the shop mm-hmm. at very close proximity, so if I can do something to keep myself and them safe, yeah, I'll do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, we'll see, but uh, I think we beat that horse <laughs> to <today>. death. <laughs> um, I wanted to share something that was really cool. There's a, a young, young woman that I've done cover-ups for. She's a sex trafficking survivor. Name's Rebecca, and yeah. she was actually <laughs> her rescue was aided by uh, my friend Tim Ryan, who does fantastic work with people with addiction. He's a recovering addict himself. I met him when I spoke in the prison that he was finishing out his sentence at, Sheridan, here in Illinois. Mm. Phenomenal guy. This guy does, uh, Tim and his wife um, do more to. Help people with no insurance, with shitty insurance, whatever, get into treatment facilities to get clean and detox and support them in their after, uh, after detox world. Um, and anyway, he did a documentary called Dope Man. I think it was TLC or one of the one of the big cable networks did it a few years ago. And one of the girls in that documentary was Rebecca. And she came to me. She was being trafficked. He got her away from it. And he's mm-hmm. Tim's a badass. He. There's like a, it's funny. There's people that do ministry work that have what I call badass hearts. They're just great people. They Mm -hmm. do great things. They want to do great things. But then there's badass people that do ministry work that don't care if there's pimps with guns and knives and will find you and cut your throat. And Tim's another one of those. (laughs) So. Um, we kind of, we, well, not kind of, we see eye to eye on a lot of things having to do with ministry. Like when we're at risk, you know, when we put our safety at risk to help somebody else, like, okay, you're going to make me a martyr for Jesus. Go for it. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to die. Tim doesn't want to die. But at the end of the day, we're going to do what we have to do to help that person that's in a worse situation. Um So Tim's a badass and got her <laughs> out of that. So anyway... Um, she was a resident and I won't say which one, um, not for any reason other than just for her privacy, but, um, of a local safe house (laughs) and she just graduated, um, the other day, super, super special, really proud of, of her, um, what she's doing, her aftercare. She just got a job at a treatment center Nice to help other people. Um, she was trafficked and she was addicted to hardcore drugs. And in fact, Right before Tim got to her, she overdosed bad. I don't think you can overdose good, but she overdosed right. really, really bad. Like um, a couple doses of Narcan to bring her back. And wow. it was pretty sketchy. Well, sounds odd, but as a result of her overdose, she fell. And when she fell, she hit the back of her head so hard that it cracked her skull. And her hair from like the mid back of her hair to the neck fell out. I've never heard of anything like this before, but she sent me pictures of it. And I'd, of course, seen her before when I did her cover ups. And she's like tried all kinds of treatments and stuff, it won't grow back. Um, and she's cool, she's kind of punk rock, chick. so <laughs> right. She, well, she's cool for a lot of reasons but she decided that she was just going to stop trying to mess with it Mm -hmm. and she asked me if I would tattoo it that area so I'm going to do like a sunflower with a mandala kind of thing on the back of her head um, this week I won't well we will be done before we put this out but um, I'll put before and after pictures all over the social media of course uh, you know not putting her face up there and stuff but um. I'm super proud of her just because everything she's gone through with her treatment program and um, the facility, you know, themselves for what they did for her. But now what she's going to do to help other people going forward is just like the best thing ever. And when she asked me if I would do this tattoo on the back of her head, it's something I almost never do. Um, I almost never do head tattoos at all. Besides maybe a little, you know, behind the ear little thing or something. But This is like the whole back of her head, (laughs) and uh, I know how that feels. It's Mm -hmm. not fun. However, as a result of her overdose, she has nerve damage there. So she says she really feels nothing. So I'm hoping that's the case, (laughs) but um, it's just one of those kind of cover-ups that's just really different. I have not done anything like it before, and that's the thing I love about doing this work is it's a challenge every day, something different, and this is definitely going to be a challenging one. It'll be cool to have
1: her on here sometime. Yeah, we definitely got to do that. Um,
0: I would love to have her and Tim on here just to kind of talk about it. Cause yeah. her story, I mean, her story is insane. Like Hollywood couldn't have written this damn story. How Hollywood's making remakes of little house on the prairie. They haven't had an original <laughs> thought in 20 years. So they definitely could have. Uh, I'm very excited for this next piece of news. I've, you guys, if you follow us, you know that I love to go out and speak, um, do public speaking, education stuff, speak in churches, share my story, share the story of the ministry, all that stuff. I um, know I know a lot of you listen, been to events that I've done and stuff, and uh, I appreciate that every time. But I'm super excited because for the last year, <laughs> I really haven't been able to do any in person. And. Like I said, as an extrovert, that sucks. Like I love to get out and meet people. And, you know, it's funny. Sometimes when I speak in churches, they'll bring me and Lisa in like a back door and into a green room (laughs) behind the stage. And then they'll bring me or us out and interview, you know, whoever, and then rush us out that back door. I'm like, man, that's not how I like to do this. I want to get there early Set up because I want to meet people. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to people. I want to shake their hand. I want you know whatever. And then afterwards, I want to answer questions for people until they right. are done. You know, I don't ever rush in or out.
1: Man, why do you get like those super like VIP treatment? Like you, it's weird. That's it's,
0: it's it's funny. Well, you know who laughs most about it? Head. Yeah, yeah. He's like, bro, you're like a rock star now. <laughs> you're a rock star. I'm like that's no, just weird, man. It's just I'm
1: not. you know, it's like it's not it's not like. Yeah, like these churches know who you are and and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, but it's like It's a weird. It's a weird thing,
0: dude. It, it's
1: scary They don't even like ask you about it. They just like do it or
0: No, well, it's like the bigger churches, you know, the Willow Creeks, the you know, Park Views, the big big And this is a big deal. Um I got so I'm all that to say. I booked my first in-person speaking engagement in like the last nine, ten months. Uh it's coming up. February 13th and 14th at Christ community church in St. Charles, Illinois. Um, we'll also be posting the link to it on our Facebook page and all that good stuff. But I'm super pumped about this. I, it was, it was kind of funny. I, uh, they reached out to me right before, like it was like early March, right before the pandemic hit and they wanted me to come and speak. And then of course the pandemic hit. So we did it via zoom and mm-hmm. it, Made, I guess, just a, a big impact on their church. They're a multi site church. They've got like five okay. or six campuses. They're, they're oh, a big one. And one of my friends, um, Brendan Nelson, is the worship pastor there. And I met Brendan. Brendan was like 16 when I met him. He was the worship leader at, at Big Life when I was there. Just a good kid, good family, whole deal. Great musician, great voice. And he was the one that reached out to me and said, Hey, could we interview you? I <laughs> said, Yeah. And they had this response from the the church and they're like, we want Chris back. So they they're having me come March or not March, February 13th and 14th. So I'm super pumped. And that'll be right after we get back from the Super Bowl. So I'll have a lot to talk about.
1: No kidding, man.
0: A lot to talk about. But um <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're in the area, you want to come out to Christ Community Church in St. Charles. They're doing that Friday or I'm sorry, Saturday, the 13th and Sunday, the 14th. So come out. I'll be there. Lisa will be there. My kids will probably be there, uh, but come check us out ask us any questions. We're going to hang out and love to meet as many people as possible. <laughs>
1: I don't really know if, he, if they need to like reserve a spot for that because I know a lot of churches are that are having in-person worship or, or what have you or events, you know, or even just non-church events. Of- But, you know, they require some type of reservation. Yeah, I
0: think they are right now requiring reservations. But if you go on their website, I'm not sure what the website is, but I'll post it on the Inc. 180 Facebook page here um, as it gets closer. They're they're probably going to make a formal announcement here pretty Mm -hmm. soon. They just obviously they just had their big Christmas services this week. So um, I have a meeting with them. We're going to shoot a a quick intro video for my stuff where we have a. One of our survivors that we've helped is going to do a video testimony thing, too. So I'm excited about that. But, yeah, bring your friends. Or you can watch online if you don't want to go out. You want to be safe, you want to social distance. They're all online, too, on Facebook and on their websites. So (laughs) what are we going to close out with this week?
1: I don't know, man. It's just... Yeah. So we're but like we over got, We got something. We're overwhelmed <laughs> with Christmas music. I can't even I'm believe. Fired. I can't even believe
0: Kyle opened it up with DMX doing Rudolph the Red I'm Ranger. fired now. This is.
1: I it.
0: love DMX, but I told Kyle the first thing I did when I walked in here this morning was, and I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I'm bummed it's over, but I walked in with my backpack in one hand and a pair of shoes in the other hand grabbed the garland off the front desk and my poinsettias is they were falling apart
1: and took them right out to the trash this morning <laughs> so <laughs> yeah man I, uh, it, I've already turned off the Christmas lights at the house outside yeah. I was like nope we're done that's it I love but,
0: it uh, I celebrate it and I move on
1: that's right we'll close it out with some John Williams from <laughs> Home Alone the classic title from Home Alone alright love you guys be good be good to each other go
0: out and do something
1: random to help somebody today